now I'm recording, so I'm talking about it later. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that is fine. I was trying to time it because when we were saying all that wildly inappropriate stuff before I hit record, and you said, thank God we're not recording, I wanted the timing to be, now we're recording, but then it got messed up. So well, when you started asking me about my personal life, um, which we'll get into off off the air, because these motherfuckers don't want to hear about it. No, these motherfuckers, the Hot Property audience, which welcome yeah. back to the show. Welcome back to Hot Property. We're back, baby. My name is Dan Scully. I'm Steven Richards, and I'm harder than ever. There you go. I'm like whiskey dicking it. I'm a little rubbery, little fun. I've I- never been. Last night, I basically slept as if there was no blanket on top of me. I don't I don't follow because my erection was so hard. Oh, uh, OK. OK. Yeah. See, I sleep face down. So, so I would have been uh, I was like, I was hovering off the mattress like I was possessed by a demon, but I was face down. I, I was going to say you were like the top at the end of Inception. Just ah, spinning <laughs> or uh, uh, I'll say this as vague as possible uh, or Barry Keith. Yogan about three quarters of the way through Saltburn, but I won't say anymore. See, I kept I keep hearing that he 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 flingles a dingle in that movie, but it doesn't make me want to see it any more or less. I'm pretty indifferent to it. I will say that the end features him doing a new dance. Um, and I won't get into the context of it, but it actually really works in the context of the movie. The stuff before that is actually what ends up being gross. Like he fucks a hole in the ground. He laps cummy bathwater out of the bottom of a bathtub. Who hasn't done these things? I, I mean, I'm just, we've all done these things, but on the big screen, the silver screen, that's a new a new uh, frontier that we're bursting through. Mm, bursting. Yeah. yeah, man. So thank you to uh, all the listeners for uh, putting up with a little hiatus as we had our little New Year's break. Thanks, uh, Rob. Um, yeah, thank you, Rob. Um <clears throat> Won't get into full details on that, but it's been a turbulent month for for me personally. But uh, I'm getting through to the other side, so uh, so we're back. We're gonna do some funnies, and uh, we've got plenty of food news. Uh, so thank you for putting up with us. Also, thank you to everybody who listened to our return episode of I Like to Movie Movie, which is available at Movie Movie Cast on all of the things. Um, got a fair amount of of, uh, of a. Li- listener bump this month so so nice. thank you and welcome to everybody and hopefully you guys come over to here and uh, <laughs> or actually already have because uh you wouldn't hear this otherwise i really do like to movie movie i do too i like to movie yeah. movie and you know what i like my property like i like my coffee hot well see i like iced coffee i actually prefer iced coffee myself yeah but um so don't lie sometimes you have First to just all. you have to do it for the joke <clears throat> Um, rhythm always beats material always when <clears throat> when the uh, snowstorm was here I went to go get coffee and it was an iced coffee and the looks that I got from the baristas were like wow why are you getting an iced coffee now this is a great story and I'll tell you why um, it's getting to the end and that's always good and the end is this that's it. Okay. I thought you were going to say I switched nope. to hot coffee because <clears throat> I didn't want to be judged. I've never been judged by a barista. Didn't have a landing zone for that that story. I didn't. Well, nine times out of ten, if I go to my local coffee shop, it's right after I get out of bed. So no matter what the weather, I'm typically wearing the shorts that I wore to bed 
And if it's wintertime, a winter jacket over the... So I'm already coming in, you know, all different temperatures. That's my angles. style, too, during the winter. So they don't ever ask me. And I'm like, oh, a large iced coffee. And then they just go, yeah, coming right up. Although the last time I was there, the barista said something so funny. I swipe my card. And she looks at the little computer. And then she starts to go to... Ma- and then she stops. And she looks back at the computer. And she goes, is that your real name? And I'm like, no, I use a fake identity whenever i buy fucking coffee yeah it's my, my real name but um no i didn't say that but she was like is that your real name and i was like let me guess you're an x-files fan she was like it is my favorite show you probably get this all the time and i told her the same thing i told everybody i do get it all the time and it hasn't gotten old i'm not being facetious at all i love it i love that that is a, a an easter egg that i have in my life and it happened last time i went to the uh and now wanna, this barista is always very nice to me, so that's always pleasant. I don't want to, you know, upset you or thunderstrike mm. you, but uh, you told this story the last time we did the okay. podcast. Well, it's been a while since I've been there. Yeah, so the and I feel like I the listener, there. the listeners, were a refresher on that particular story, also. So we're good. We're good, listeners. <laughs> I'm gonna level with you right now. I spent the last month in a crazy emotional state. I'm living in a new apartment. I moved. Shit went wild. My brain That's is fun, why... man. My brain Listen, is fun. You're, I'm you're holding good. on to the little joys. I'm holding on to the, the people who relate me to Dana Scully. You're good, bud. I'm just, I just wanted to keep you in check without actually keeping you in check. You're the, uh, you're the meme of um, Beckham. Have you seen that meme? Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's so good. So if the listeners don't know what we're talking about, did we talk about this last week? Um, no, we did not. <laughs> uh, Victoria Beckham, in, so I guess it's in a documentary or something, starts to tell a story and she says something that's like, uh, you know, that that like relate. She she tries to relate herself to the commoner. She says she grew up poor. That, yeah, grew up poor. And then it, out of curtains next, <laughs> next to where she is, her husband, Divey Beckham, um, his head, just his head. <laughs> peeks out through the curtains and he's like uh what's the question he asked her i've seen so many variations on the meme i think he says he like says, be uh, honest yeah he's like uh he's like well, what, what kind of you, car like, what did, did you your like? father drive you to school in that's what it was and uh she's like what and he's like be honest and then she's just like it was it was you know four thousand humvees powered by money that was a rolls, know, like, royce. a rolls royce okay yeah. and then he's like thank you and it's charming because, you know, he's very rich as well. I don't know what his growing, what his, you know, how he grew up. But I do love that, like, we get to see this funny moment of a rich person who has lost touch a little bit, or at least just is having a moment of it. I have no qualms with uh, with uh, Posh Spice. Um, you know, her equally rich husband bring her down to earth. But it actually, like, it felt like a fun, playful moment of communication. And I was like, oh, I actually, I really, uh, I, I don't know much about either of these two people, but I support their marriage because they're very honest with one another. But now this meme is, you know, the people will replace what they're saying back and forth in the meme. And I've seen some great variations. And now that I'm tasked with coming up with one, I can't think of a single one. So, just because I was curious, I looked up to see which one is worth more. Um, I, do you well, want to guess? Like, he's like the most famous soccer player outside of Pele. You know, like he is like the guy. He is well, Manchester United. The fucking, guy. What about Messi and Ronaldo? I mean, 
he's up there. You know, actually, those yeah. four names that we named, they would be on the Mount Rushmore of of soccer. Yes, football. you know, like they they would football. They would be up there. Um, so I know that like between all of those, like all of his sponsorship deals, things that he's want, he's probably worth a ton. But there's one thing that he's not. He's not a Spice Girl. I think she's worth more. Well, uh, David Beckham is worth between David Beckham between the soccer contracts and the uh, um the what do you call them endorsements, endorsements. and things like that. Yeah, he's worth four hundred fifty million dollars. Okay, that's less than I thought. But I actually thought he was going to be up in like the seven eight hundred million area. Um, Victoria Beckham is estimated at approximately $70 million. Really? Yeah. Which is surprising, right? Yeah. I, like you said, she's a spice girl. She's a spice. Like the thing is, he's one of the top soccer players ever. Certainly one of the most famous. He has a movie that essentially launched, was it Kira Knightley's career? Uh, Bend it like Beckham. Um, yeah. He is synonymous with a lot of things, but there are only five spice girls ever yeah. like ever wow oh man that's wild um i bet if it was the spice boys she'd probably be up in the yeah i know what is nsync worth oh my god who's like who's like the least uh popular member of nsync chris i don't know well i I don't even know if i can name all of them because you got justin timberlake who's obviously top of the heap you got joey fatone all right who chris has, like, kirkpatrick from from nsync is only worth 10 million. So it's, you know. Dude, I'm worth like 40 grand. <laughs> like if if I liquidate everything I have, I could maybe get like I mean, could maybe get me pushing to a 70 grand. But I mean I'm talking like liquidate, like yeah. the the shirt off of my back. Man, you're living in a house of cash. <laughs> I no, I'm I'm living in a room in the front of a townhouse. No, I mean, if you were to liquidate everything, you would be living in a house filled with cash. Yes, yeah. yeah. Which honestly, uh, with the housing market these days, might be the be- yeah, the better way to yeah, do it. You that, know? Whatever that, whatever, however the economy works. I don't know what I'm talking about. I hear that it's a good economy. I hear that it's a bad economy. I hear that it's bad because of I hear that it's a gig economy. Bad because of Trump and I, and I was like, I think we're all just all stupid, is what I think it is. And money keeps us keeps us honest about our stupidity. EB is that dude freaking cut his out. dad's hat off. His dad's his dad's head off. Wow, what? There, there was a dude in Pennsylvania today who got arrested, yeah. and he's like on lockdown because he made a fifteen minute, I think something like that 15 minute youtube video where he spouts some like uh far right uh uh psychopathy and then he's like oh yeah and also i killed my dad here's his head and he apparently shows his dad's head wrapped in plastic um and i don't want to sound like the worst person in the world but i spent a fair amount of my downtime uh since this morning which there hasn't been a lot but I spent a fair amount of it trying to find the unedited video and I can't do it. They really cracked yeah, down. I don't as, seek shit like that as, out. As they, I mean, that I, I can't be mad because like, of course you cracked that down. That is a, that is a, a an ended life and it's gruesome, but man, I miss the days of ogrish.com when like that shit would just be found because some of that shit, I, I will admit I have like a macabre, uh, like I guess it fits into my true crime, uh, 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 
interests. But um, at the same time, anytime I look up like a like a really crazy video like that where I go, oh, I can handle it. I watch it and I go, that wasn't as bad. And then like a week later, I go, oh, I'm feeling PTSD from having watched that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it'll sneak up on me later. Or it like infects your nightmares. Yeah. And you wake up in a cold sweat. That's happened to me before. Dude, I had a Chili's nightmare last night. What? Yep, I kept it was and it was a different uh it was like a different layout of chilies, but like general. It was like if if I made AI draw the West Philly chilies, it would be like yeah. that. Like everything was kind of there, a couple too many fingers. But I don't know how I didn't realize it was a dream because it was getting stressful. It was one of those where like for some reason I'm just getting table after table and then I can't I, I like I can't catch up because that was always the worst when you get like four tables at once and two of them are assholes and you've got to intro drinks order all of them back to back to you're back you're stressing me out talking about it so you know so i went down but here was the problem was i was i was pretty on top of it but there was no cups left and so i went down to the basement where the dishwashing place was which is the worst idea if you're doing a restaurant um there was no basement that I knew of at Chili's, but in, in AI Chili's, there was a basement. Well, in the and... West Philly one, there was a basement, but that basement was a strip club. Oh, was there really? Oh, the you West know, Philly. Was... Sorry. No, that's the South Philly, I think. No, that was the West Philly. The one where we worked? No, we worked at the City Line one. Yeah, that's West Philly. No, it's not. I mean, it's Balkanwood. So West yeah. Philly is University City. Yeah. Okay. So sorry, West. Well, I was, if I said, so this was an AI version of uh yeah. of the city line chilies. and the My university bad. city uh chilies had a strip club named atlantis underneath it Ooh. wasn't and it, it was, like wizards or something at some point i don't know but i, I remember going there before i before i was ingratiated into the chilies inner circle i remember going there because i wanted to eat chilies and you could just hear like a in the basement and uh I, I was like, hey, what is that sound coming from the floor? And the server was like, that's a strip club underneath this chilies. <laughs> Do you think people ever like ordered? Because like, you know, I could be sitting there at the strip club, the strippers picking up dollars off my face with their boobs, you know, all the all the fun stuff that happens at strip clubs. And then suddenly you go, you know what would really make this like a, a 10 out of 10 instead of an 8 out of 10? Some fucking bacon ranch chicken quesadillas. Dude, I mean, what? There's some pairs HC crisp better, down there. What pairs better with breasts than honey chipotle glaze? I can't think of a thing. Yeah. But anyway, I go into the basement of the Dream Chilies, and uh, our our dishwasher was not Lester, but but rather Anthony Lester. Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. Um, and he was really nice. It was just known that he was Hannibal Lecter, and he he was so precise about how he wanted the dishes to be that he was doing them individually by hand. And that was what was causing the cups to back up. And that's why I couldn't feed it. I couldn't get like food was coming out before the drinks because Hannibal Lecter was, he wanted everything to be perfect and I respected his work. That ethic, and, then I, and then I woke up. Well, he's like, I made some baby back ribs of my own. <laughs> We're like, we know you're talking about people, doctor. Can you please just wash the fucking dishes and stop with the cereal? <laughs> this work, re this prison release, work release bullshit's really getting crazy. Um, Lester's just like got chunks cut out of him because Hannibal Lecter's been eating him slowly. Wait, so Lester is there? No, no, I'm just, I'm just riffing on the concept now. 
Um, no, Lester wasn't there. I wish he was. He was so nice. Yeah, he's probably dead by now. Lester, no. I mean, no Buki's, one knows who we're talking about. Buki's dead. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. What's weird is I fucking hated that guy, and then when he died, I was like, man, that sucks. I love that guy. You yeah, know? that's usually how it works, isn't it? <laughs> well, but I mean, like we, it was all love otherwise. But like on the floor, on the floor of the like in the war zone, man, shit got crazy. Yeah, dude. I remember I, I was telling the story the other day about how I smashed an entire stack of plates in anger. Yeah. Because I wouldn't get this. Nobody was making salads on time. Dude, the thing is, though, people that have never worked in a restaurant don't understand how easy it is to get there. Yeah. You know, like it and like it's to the restaurant. Like, <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, like how easy it is to get to a point where you're smashing dishes like that doesn't yeah. take a particularly unhinged person to get there. And a lot um, of times it was like I couldn't believe it myself how easily I got there. Yeah. But and it, it was like an out of body so experience. Often. Yeah, man. It was crazy. I don't know how <clears throat> how I did it for so long. I don't know how we walked away with like lifelong friends from that I know place. how. Dude, it was like serving in Nam. We watched so many people die in horrible ways. And now we're now we're bonded forever. I was also I told the story too about how the one weekend we all went to Connor's beach house and we left the St. Joe students to to run the restaurant while the A team was out on vacation. And uh we come back. I don't actually I don't think he went to that weekend. I wasn't oh. at that weekend, but I remember the I remember the time. But we come back and our manager, Bill Hummel, was like, you guys can't ever leave all of you again. Uh, <laughs> you left me here with these fucking kids and yeah, they don't the, know what the fuck they're doing. The fucking new college kids that don't take anything seriously. Dude, fucking, <laughs> this is such inside baseball, but people are going to enjoy this. Sharif and Charlie's baby has got to be a teenager now, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. That fucker can probably drive. To Chili's. To Chili's where he definitely works. Yeah. Well, you have like you have like legacy uh Chili's employees, you know? Oh yeah. Well, I like mean my, honestly, though, like, like my it's... kids will work at Chili's. Your I'm kids not will have, work at I'm Chili's. Not trying to have the kids. kids that we have together will work at Chili's. That I'm into. Yeah. That I'm into. You gotta make the swirl. <laughs> And then we get a surrogate. And if you if you want to have Dan and I's uh, baby, please reach out to us at Hot Property Pod, and we'll get. I want to make something. I want to make something very clear, though. If anybody takes takes me up on this offer and wants to have my baby, I'm all through to go with it. But I want it on record that uh, once this thing is born, I want nothing to do with it. I me neither. We just need want to fill, absolutely we just, no connection. We just need to fulfill the prophecy. That's it. And then we'll be good to go. I mean, I guess if it's a prophecy, it's just gonna happen no matter what. Yeah, that's what I mean. That always that always like that's like I, I I don't know if this is considered a trope, but like the prophecy, the classic prophecy, especially of like something like um um oh fuck, who's the guy who killed his dad and fucked his mom? Oedipus. Oedipus, that's it. I was thinking Sisyphus, and I knew that wasn't it. He's the bolder guy. Um, so yeah, like, Oedipus does all that because of the prophecy, and then the the fun thing about it is like the prophecy ends up sort of being the cause. Like It's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a yeah. way, because him avoiding that becomes that. 
And I feel like I've never seen a movie or read a book or anything where if something was prophesi- prophesized, that that wasn't the device that they used. You know, like like the device is always that the prophecy begets itself in some way. And I'm trying to think if there's like a story example, film, TV, whatever, where the prophecy is stated and then because the prophecy was stated, they're actually able to buck the prophecy. The Matrix. No, because he is the one. He was prophesied to be the one. And he he totally he right. totally became the one, even though he denied it the whole time. His curiosity about it led him to pursue that path. No, man. Fucking Agent Smith was the one. Agent Smith was the other one. And he was also a lot of other guys, too. <laughs> Uh, I well, that's I read a whole theory about how Agent Smith is actually the one. Okay, uh, expound upon it. I'm into this. Uh, it's been so long since I read it. I guess if I were to make an argument for Agent Smith being the one, um, it, I think the only way I could do it is by saying, you know, because he's sort of the the antithesis of Neo. Yeah. Um, them together are the one. Like they have to exist as one, uh, just to cancel one another out. He's the in that way. That begins the end. I don't follow that. Aiden Smith is by taking yeah. over the Matrix. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, you know, and also this was like a book that I bought. It wasn't like some PDF or website about it. It was an actual. Remember, like when they would print book theories or movie theories oh, yeah, in yeah. book form, like this is why everything in lost was all about polar bears. And like, it's an actual like hardcover book. I have a book all about philosophy and how it relates to South park. And it's clearly just some like indie press. Yeah. BB, you got to chill out. Do you want to play? Don't get me started. I sent you a message about this on Instagram. Oh Um, yeah. So don't get me started is a game that I, I would like to try where um as it was suggested by this person on instagram you say to your friend you know you know uh okay we're doing don't get me started and uh you have to do uh macaroni and cheese and then they go don't get me started on macaroni and cheese and then rant and rave about macaroni and cheese as best and like what angers them about it as best as they can um just for funsies and i think it might be fun to give this a try all right um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Um, and the category is <laughs> um, the lack of vault mechanics in the new Call of Duty game. I, I actually don't know what that is. That's the point of the game. No, the point of the game is just to to rage and have fun. But I, I have no material to work with because I don't know what that is. But you know what? Don't even get me started on the lack of vault mechanics <laughs> in Call of Duty. Because here's the thing. When I play a video game, there are three things that I'm looking for. And as long as I get two of them, I'm good. And that is Mario, fun to play, and fucking vault mechanics. And already we're coming out the gate. Call of Duty, I checked, it doesn't have Mario. So it has to have the fun aspect and the vault mechanics and the fact that there are no vault mechanics, then it only suits one criteria. You know what kind of games only suit one criteria? Let me list them for you. I don't know them because I never bought them because I never play them. So here's the thing. If you want 
vault mechanic. Like, if you want to give me a new Call of Duty, we have like how many Call of Duties are there now? 30? 12. 12. There's 12 Calls of Duty. Every single time, there should be Wait. some sort of improvement upon it. There should be some reason that you're selling me the same game again. And at the 12th round, you still haven't put the vault mechanics in? I, I, sorry. You're going to have to come back at 13 and try again. But I ain't doing it. Um, Not bad. And I'll tell you what, you've, hit, you've actually hit some, some points of uh, pain. For current Call of Duty players, where so we're like, why it? are we still buying these games? What? What is what is Vault Mechanics? So, I meant I meant what I meant. I misspoke originally. I meant to say the lack of good Vault Mechanics. So Vault okay. Mechanics is like where if you're like sprinting towards something and there's like a barrier or a ledge, um, if you hit jump you should be able to just vault over that without barely missing a step in your stride. Okay. Um, oh, vault mechanics. I was vault saying vault mechanics. Yeah. I was saying vault. Like, um, so the ability to vault and like not impede your mobility is really important in today's first person shooter landscape. So without the mechanics like that, it would be like, uh, like you would, you would clip on the edge of it. You would like get caught. Basically, yeah, and then you're a sitting duck. Okay, okay. So it's really just about the the smoothness of gameplay. Correct. So um, you're up. So you had a lot of good points. I mean, I can and for for not knowing anything about the source material. I got like I'm gonna give you a, and we are gonna rate these. I'm gonna give you a <laughs> seven. Every new point- segment. I've ever brought to this show, you add a rating system. To and then I forget. And then we never do it again. And we never rank them again. I don't even write the rankings down. Dude, it's, it's like, it's like the point system on whose line. It just, it's fun. It doesn't matter. It's fun in the moment, but ultimately it doesn't fucking matter. It adds to the experience, but not to the archives. I'm going to give you a 7.75. Dude, I'll uh, take it. I feel good about that. as an inaugural opening. Yeah. I see. I thought you were going to hit me with something vague. Like, what do you have to say about butter? You know, but you really went super specific. Well, about I it. thought the point. I think, and I think I had another game in mind where uh, my friends and I would play, where we have to give somebody a topic that they know nothing about, and then they have to bullshit their way through it in front of a group of friends. I mean, so that, I it's was a similar game. Merging the two ideas, yeah. I, I do like it. I like the idea of challenging someone to talk about something that they don't know about, but I also so like the idea of challenging someone to talk about something so inane that they have to get worked up into a rage about so that you know what i mean yeah. so like if i was like you know yeah you know cookies and then you got to like lose your shit about cookies that's also a challenge but let me see if i can do something specific um i mean but it's easy there are things you can find about mac and cheese and there are things you can find about cookies that will infuriate me yeah oh yeah but it's not about finding it's about coming up with that how are those not the same thing well the way you said finding you were looking at your computer screen and doing something with your mouse so it like suggested that you'd google something no and, i was uh, getting the 10 minute warning off my screen while staring off and thinking about if there's like a crunchy shell in mac and cheese i'm gonna fucking lose my mind and burn the restaurant down and as far as cookies go if i like the only way to ruin a fucking cookie is if and let's just take my favorite cookie, the chocolate caramel 
chunk cookie. Um, if that Chocolate shit is sticking, if that's sticking in my teeth, if I have to, if I'm still picking it out an hour later, I'm gonna be pissed off and not go to that cookie brand again. Or if you made me the cookies, I'm gonna politely decline next time because I can't be go. dealing with this shit in my late thirties. There you go. All right, I gotta come up with a topic for you because I'm not giving you a softball like cookies. We're gonna we're gonna go deeper. Now I really want to do. All right, you know, actually, and how about this? As far as cookies go, I was told by the fucking U.S. Postal Service that my Girl Scout cookies that I ordered from one Connor Mahoney would be here today. And do you see me enjoying a caramel delight, Dan? Do you see me sniffing fucking the waft of thin mint? No. Am I having a peanut butter delight shoved into my gullet? Absolutely not. I'm not. Dude, I totally forgot that it was Girl Scout cookie season. I'm gonna have to uh I'm gonna have to do that. And I didn't even want to get these cookies, okay? I didn't want them, but I got them anyway. And I'm gonna eat an entire box tonight because I already took a gummy before this fucking podcast. And you know that when we're done, I'm gonna be walking around my house high as hell with no fucking Girl Scout cookies. So now I'm fucking pissed off. What's the topic? There you go. So your topic is uh, uh, don't even get you started on the variable timelines that exist throughout the Terminator series. Don't even get me started on the variable timelines that exist in the Terminator series. Because here's the thing. If you have Terminator 1, great. I'm on board. All right. Terminator, <laughs> Terminator 2. Wow. Okay. I can tell that this movie takes place conceptually after Terminator 1. All right, T3, hang on. You're already fucking up the naming conventions. T3 colon Terminator, what the fuck are you doing? It's not called T3, it's called Terminator Rise of the Machines. What is, no, hang on. Let me get the Wikipedia up here. T2, Judgment Day is Terminator 2. Oh, right, okay. Um, Let's go, let's get rant on this, man. Let's get some anger. Then he's Googling. You've got Linda Hamilton right yeah right was in gears of war she was indeed where does that fit in the terminator franchise great vault mechanics okay they actually they were known for their vault mechanics (laughs) you Um, learn something new gears of war games were and then you have okay so then arnold comes back and now amelia clark's is in the fucking movies again and you know she can't make the leap from game of thrones she's just consistently going to be Khaleesi from Game of Thrones her entire career all right that's it (laughs) not bad not bad that was that was a tall that was I'll tell you where I went wrong I'll tell you where I went wrong is when I was trying to look it up I when I tried to look it up and tried to actually absorb information and regurgitated it uh it wasn't working all right let's do one more round and let's do something inane so give me something inane, and I'll do a minute and see if I can do it. Don't get um, me started on the the comparative costs of uh, hard drives today versus two years ago. No, what I mean by inane is just be like boats, <laughs> just something like that. Hard drives. <laughs> hard drives. Yeah. Don't even get me started on hard drives because here's the thing back in the day i remember when we had a compact presario 
5200. That was my family's first computer. We thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And then my dad had to take it apart and then put a new hard drive in in order to get more memory. Now I have a portable hard drive. It's the size of my wallet and it just plugs right in to do that. Why? If we keep getting smaller and moving that, like, why are we separating these from the machines in such a way if they're going to be so small? If you can make it that small, just give my computer all of the memory. Just give it all the memory. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, why is it that I need to have a terabyte that's literally this big, separate from my computer, when I could just, because I'm constantly thinking about memory in my phone, in my iPad. Ooh, how much do I have? Do I subscribe to this cloud service? Can I even trust the crowd? No, I want a hard drive. And in the age of flash drives, flash drives and hard drives that are all this fucking big, they should just be in the computer. Just give me the memory. I know you know how to make an insane amount of memory in an insanely small package. I know. I know you can do it. Stop bullshitting me with 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 expensive hard drives and add-ons just put it in the computer i'll pay for it if the option was there i'd pay for it but you don't give it to me i bought a terabyte hard drive for my xbox that was like the size like um probably the about the size of a 50 cent piece yeah it's insane it's absolutely insane it was 200 dollars I think my ter my one terabyte portable hard drive, I think, was like twenty-five dollars. Well, this so one's like specifically made for the Xbox, so of course, of course. Um, all right. Your uh your uh inane one is uh I need you to tell me why you shouldn't even get started about plates. I fucking hate plates. Okay, how about this? Take a bowl. Right? You gotta start start no. the don't even get me started on fucking plates, man. How about you take a bowl uh and flatten it? <laughs> Doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay. What how is it gonna hold shit? How about this? Take a plate out into the park, now you got a frisbee. That's what it's good for, except it's gonna kill somebody because it smashes and then the shards get fucking uh stuck in little Timmy's neck, little Timmy's bleeding all over the playground and scarring all the children and adults for life. Okay. Watching a child die all because of a plate. Is it worth it? Is it fucking worth it? Okay. <laughs> now, what are your other, what are your other vessels to eat food off of? That's it. <laughs> Can't think of any more. So just eat out of bowls for the rest of your life. Yeah. Who's putting a hot dog on a plate? Plates, the bun is the plate. Use your plates hands. Plates are children killers. I've established this. <laughs> okay? Only eat out of bowls. Plates will betray you and kill your children. Sorry, little uh, Timmy. I'm sorry you had to die at the hands of a plate for this fucking PSA. <laughs> Timmy can't hear you. He was killed by a plate. What? I said, Timmy can't hear you. He was killed by a plate. I know. Well, wherever he is, he's in a better plate now. Place now. Fuck! Ah, when you said, uh, <laughs> you said like, uh, plates kill children. That's it. And that was like your big final point. You leaned back in your chair and it made a very loud fart noise. Yeah. And so it just really felt like, like I'm a fan of making a declarative, authoritative point and then sealing it with a fart to let the room know, like, I own this place. Um, very rare situation where that happens. But um, that it just felt like that. It was, it was very nice. Nice to be honest with you, man. I thought the city was going to come down and condemn my office today. 
Yeah. I have not stopped farting in this office and it like, it's a, it's a hazard. I did a thing the other night where I was walking home with my headphones on and I didn't even think about it, but I was just walking home and I had a fart and I just ripped the fart. And then I realized that there was two people walking just like a few feet behind me. And because I was listening to music, I didn't hear my fart and I just absentmindedly ripped it, but it was definitely a loud, loud, loud fart. And so I just randomly blasted two strangers that were behind me that I didn't realize were there. And I didn't think to silence my fart because i just didn't think about other people i was very selfish was and so i did that noise it was a loud fart but i just but like I wasn't was there thinking. a fart and then like a ah oh. no 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 it was just okay. it literally was this kind of a fart ready <laughs> just a big like blast and yeah. i did it and then it occurred to me i was like oh, i did that very loud and then i looked and there was two people very close behind me and there's two people I, behind you dead dead <laughs> I didn't look at, I didn't make eye contact. I specifically looked low and then I just took the next right, even though I was on my street. Well, we gotta was, go. Uh, we gotta go. We're taking a break. I love you. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Come here. So, Steven, right now. Jesus Christ, man the economy it's tough what? times are tough times are tough you know the value of the stuff time times are tough man and so it's time for stuff a lot of people need work a lot of people need food this is a bit this is a bit let me let me work oh, through it sorry <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> i can understand how you would you could mistake that for just completely empty rambling, though. I was so, like, what is going on? I appreciate the care and attention yeah. towards the quality of the show. But if we know one thing, this guy can handle dead air. So times are tough. You know, there's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of food. <laughs> People are doing their thing, just trying to get by. People are scraping by to get by. But what if I told you that the world of food <clears throat> and the world of economics and job security have gotten together for a solution for at least 12 of our listeners who might be experiencing scarcity in both financial and culinary forms. Oscar Meyer is looking to add 12 new Wienermobile drivers to their fleet. I'm reading the money report on CNBC <laughs> by Nicholas Vega. Oscar Mayer is looking for someone who would relish the opportunity to get behind the wheel of one of America's most iconic vehicles. The processed meat giant has launched a nationwide search for its next crew of, what are they called? Wiener heads. Hot doggers. Paid spokespeople who drive the, band, the brand's famous hot dog-shaped Wienermobiles around the country. The company is hiring 12 drivers to get behind the wheel of the 27-foot-long vehicle, which is equivalent to the length of... Of how many wieners laid end to end? Uh, let's see. Fucking 52. Damn, 54. Nice. Hey, <laughs> I know my wieners. <laughs> the hot dog's main responsibility, the hot dogger's main responsibility is to represent Oscar Mayer on a daily basis as they drive the 87-year-old wienermobile around America between June 2024 
in June 2025. So this is a year long. 87 years old. You better check the expiration date on that wiener. Hey, it's like they're running a PR firm on wheels, says Ed Roland, who runs the Wiener Mobile program. They're key content contributors to all of our social media channels. It's some of the highest performing content for all of Kraft Heinz, the parent company. Oscar Mayer has a fleet of six Wienermobiles. Hot doggers will travel in pairs and be expected to host over 200 pop-up events over the course of the year. That sounds responsible terrible. for pitching and appearing on local television, radio, or newspaper media. If you want the gig, get ready to present your driving record. The average driver travels 20,000 miles. Visiting at least 40 cities. It's a lot like an RV, says Roland. Applicants do not need a CDL or any type of special driver's license. Anyone can do this. Um, you will have to work on major holidays and you will have to spend most of the year away from home. Um, there is a weekly allowance of $150 for meals and personal travel. Um, all of their hotel expenses are covered. They have full benefits and 18 days of paid time off. How much do you think that their salary is, their base salary, with those benefits? So you get $150 on top of... $150 a week for meals, and it says personal travel. So I think like getting to and from the Wienermobile. The Wienermobile itself, I think we can assume, is gassed up. So whatever um, satellite vehicle you're rolling with, you can use that $150. Exactly. The cocktail yeah. Wienermobile that you drive that to and from the um, 18 paid days paid time off and health benefits. What do you what's the base salary for this year? Gonna go 100k. <laughs> You're gonna go way too high. Uh, 65. Nope, 30. You can go up a little bit. It's 35.6. That is terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. But they're looking for 12 people to do it. But you know what? Year. I think that's a starting salary for policemen, too. I mean, it's a starting salary yeah. for a lot of people. I mean, I don't make much more than that myself, but I also live, you know, not in a hot dog. In a typical year, the Wienermobile program receives between 1,000 and 1,500 applicants for the 12 open slots, but they've gotten as many as 7,000 in a single year. They will accept applicants through the end of January and say that bilingual candidates... That's today! That's today. Bilingual candidates are encouraged to apply. So I imagine I can that they speak probably... Ja I can speak Japanese. I think they're probably looking for Spanish because that's the most prominent language outside of English, I think, in, in America. Dozen Orozco, Dan. Dozen Orozco. Si. That means nice to meet you in Japanese. Ah, si. That means yes. yes in Spanish. Um, it, say it again. Uh, in was that do, Japanese? You dozo said? Noroshku. That's Japanese. Yeah, I thought it was Domo Arigato. That's thank you. What did you say? Oh, nice dozo to meet you. Dozo Noroshku. Dozo Noroshku. Yeah, I like it. That's fun to say. And it is. if you do it with a Russian accent, it sounds Russian too. Dozo Noroshku. It does. It does sound And it's Russian. less problematic yeah. than if I go into a Japanese accent, which I will do if I'm forced to. I, when I that, practice. So I had to be very careful there. When I do my Duolingo sessions, I do them in the privacy of my own home where nobody can judge me for uh, my, my pronunciations. I like to do, I do Spanish Duolingo and I just do it with a French accent. That's interesting. I'm like, 
No, I don't. I don't actually do that. I was actually about to try. The quesadilla. Realized, yeah, yeah. Oh, quesadilla is muy bueno. <laughs> Por favor. Por favor. Ha ha. This is <laughs> this is turning into a problematic bit. No, it's not. We're doing the thing is though, because French people generally are no problematic white, in so, so far as out. I don't know if I could do anymore. Like that. Oh, I'm tapped enough. out. <laughs> yeah, I'm tapped out. Or as the French would say. No mas. Um, see, that you just sound like an angry Spanish person there. Yeah, um, I fucked it up. Here's the thing about food news, because I assume we're in, we're in the throes of food news now. I think we can do it. I have a few. Normally, you got to intro it with, hey, do you want to do some food news? Well, I was Otherwise, I it throws me off. It throws me off. Talking about like feeling thrown off, like when I open into a bit and then you <laughs> ask if it's a bit. Well, I figured... <laughs> I figured since I had already opened the door, it's it's okay to communicate my needs to you now. <laughs> Fair enough. Would you like to do some food news? I would love to. Um, uh, well, because Show me I, food news. I was ready to come in hot because I have a development that happened during the break. I'm all ears. Let's do the it. Girl Scout cookies arrived. <laughs> ah, yes, that's the best food news imaginable. Yeah. And I already, I already downed three caramel delights. So that was the that was the length of our break. Yeah, it was the cookies. I was I eating thought, caramel delights. Well, no. Issues. Also, I had to restart my computer because I tried to open up Zoom, and it just shut my. It froze. And anyway, the Girl Scout cookies were the highlight of the break. Let me tell what you, a... I can't wait. I got fucking five boxes of these goddamn things. What flavors did you get? So caramel delights. And one you got caramel delights. And I, I honestly, I don't know if caramel delights are gonna make it through the night. Let's be honest. Um, I the got caramel delights. I got two boxes of thin mints. Oh, that thin mints are what I grew up with. They're like, yeah, mm. I've got a box of peanut butter patties, which are called. They used to oh, be called. Like... Uh, like spoonfuls else. or something yeah something like that yeah some, and some then the, stupid fucking shit and then the trefoils which are just the shortbread cookies but oh i like those i don't i'm not a fan because and like i know to me they're like you know a little underwhelming but to someone else they're just you know the don't they you know you play the hits it's a classic yeah. i um, also i just i like cookies you, you know what i got into over the last few years that i never grew up with the lemonades the lemonades are sneaky good, and the French toast ones are sneaky good. French toast ones are good. The lemonades, though, you get those because then you dip them in hot tea, and then you've got you bite into it. And you've got a lemon tea. I've flavor. got some unfortunate news for you, Daniel. I don't think that I think they discontinued the lemonades. That's all right. I would I wouldn't even know where to begin getting Girl Scout cookies right now. I ordered them online, and then you were able to route them towards Connor. No, here's what happened. So it, Connor. Posted oh, a it's link. like a special link. Posted a link. It was like, hey, buy uh, cookies for my daughter. And I was like, I'll do it because, you know, I love you. And yeah. we've been rolling since the days of Chili's. And there's That's nothing cool I wouldn't that do that for you. Do that. This motherfucker didn't even say, hey, thanks for buying five boxes of cookies for my daughter. What a piece of shit. And then he made them late. Well, they weren't late. They were. Uh, they said, but here's the thing. The website said this could... Uh, Please allow between two and 15 business days for these things to arrive. I feel like in a post-COVID world where we've pretty much, where we definitely leveled up our logistics, um, 
two and 15 is too much of a range for me. Yeah, that's too big. Yeah. But I mean, but you know what I learned, though? And I think we may have talked about this on the show. Girl Scout cookies only have those two kitchens. Yeah. So I feel like we're like there's there's a definitely like a supply chain that that is stretched thin, especially since there's such an event. So I could see that. But Overall, honestly, though, yeah, you're right. The fact that like yeah. on Monday, uh, Amazon's like your shit will be here Friday and then it'll get here Thursday. Like two well, to when, 15 is not too is, is a little too big. Let me see when I ordered this and. um. This is this is dead air. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> well, um, you figure out the logistics on that. I have more. January twenty uh... third. So about a week. Okay, not bad. So right down the middle. Yeah, seven days. If you watched the tape from the ring, you could have had a cookie before you died. Oh my god. Can I just go off on a rant real quick? I fucking hate freelance work. Yeah. Oh, so you're just when, doing freelance. When I went no, when I went to go check to see when I got my when I ordered my girls cookies, I got an email from one of my clients and uh I'm probably gonna edit this part out, but they really infuriated me because this person is annoying the fuck out of me. Well, that's work, my friend. I know. Um but, sorry uh, to derail the, the, the browser's closed, but the food browser's up. So, um, what are you feeling? Uh, uh, so this is just a, it was on, it was on Instagram. So I don't really have like super details on it, but, um, are you familiar with Biscoff cookie butter? Uh, I'm not only familiar with it, but I one time ate an entire jar of it in the span of like six days. Nice. It's very, very good. And it's like, we're um, talking about like a, you know, like a regular size Jiffy jar, but it's so rich and delicious that eating an entire jar in that amount of time is kind of alarming. It's like, it's, but I mean, it's like, it's like when people say like, oh, angel food, it's like the stuff of the angels. It's like nectar. It's like I can't believe how good it is. It's yeah. It's so good. Would, would it so, be better? Yeah, you can use it for so much shit. You could just top it ice with ice cream or top well, ice could, cream with it. Or you could team up with Krispy Kreme and put it on a donut. Yeah. Which is what's happening? Yeah, I had that. I had that up. I had that in my list too. Oh, Go ahead. Well, you might. You actually might have more details because I just saved the Instagram post, and all it says is Biscoff X Krispy Kreme are dropping new donuts. Are y'all copping? And there's no link to anything. Are y'all thanks, copping? Thanks, thanks, first we feast. Are y'all copping? Do you think? I mean, I'm a cop. I'm a cop. I just I just closed it out, but I did have it up. Hang on. That's very weird that First We Feast did not put a link to anything. It's just it's just some artwork. But based on the pictures... And, and a question. Like, are you co- are you copping? All right, here are, we go. Are you all copping? The new Biscoff Cookie Butter Cheesecake Donut, a shell donut filled to the brim with Biscoff Cookie Butter Cheesecake Filling, dipped <laughs> in Biscoff Cookie Butter icing, and topped with Biscoff Cookie Crumble, and a drizzle of Biscoff Cookie Butter. Dude, I, I I I said Biscoff cookie butter so much that I don't actually know what I said. I I was uh, making a joke today and I was like crafting it and I got it and it, part of the joke was using the word sports repeatedly and um I did it so much in my head that the word sport became really funny to me today. Like it's I read being that a word. status. 
Yeah, and I I worked on yeah. it. It's it's one of those. I laughed. But, uh, oh, thank you. It is true though. That's I what cried. sports fans say to one another. It's just how about them, and then they name the team that's losing. And what's funny about that is that even though every sports fan uses that when they're making fun of their friend, so it like almost carries no weight. Whenever your team is doing bad and someone's like, how about them Eagles? <laughs> You're like, fuck you, man. That hurts, man. Fuck you. <laughs> like, it gets people. Yeah. It's the oldest, most tired joke, and I fucking hate it. But it works every time. But it also well, how only about really Mets? works like, here. Fuck you, man. I love the Mets. Philly is the only team that really gets, or the only city that really gets up in arms about it, which is fucking annoying. Yeah, that's true. I guess uh, I am biased by local behavior, but yeah. So it goes. What else you got on food news? Uh, well, Ben and Jerry's has a new flavor. Two new flavors: PB S'more. Okay, I that's like s'mores. Also, uh, both the regular and vegan s'mores that uh, are in Girl Scout cookies now are both very good. There's no more s'mores. They got rid of lemonades and s'mores this season. The 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 uh, listeners can't see me, but I'm making a very frowny face right now. Yeah, he's he's really frowning. Uh, and then the second flavor is impressively fudged. Okay, I'm listening. Which is chocolate ice cream with fudge covered pretzel pieces and pretzel bites. Bro, that sounds incredible. Now it's very it's not. Like the most uh, common thing to have Ben and Jerry's put out a new flavor, but when they do, I'm listening. And yeah. I'm listening to this pretzel fudge flavor. I, I mean, I, I'm I answering the call. I'm not a big pretzel guy, but I, I guess I do generally like pretzels. But like, I, I won't say I'm not a pretzel guy because I like a good pretzel. I don't seek them out, but like, pretzels are never better than when they are dipped in chocolate or combined with ice cream. Yeah, I'd agree. It's it's their ultimate form. I went to a film discussion group last week and someone brought a bucket of chocolate covered pretzels and um, everyone had like two or three except for five timer over here. (laughs) They they were so good. (laughs) Dude, there's a reason I don't have chocolate covered pretzels in my house. Dude, because they're already covered in little Reese's pieces. (laughs) Yeah, because I ate them all in 10 minutes. Dude, I'll eat so many of those like gourmet chocolate covered pretzels that my teeth hurt, but they're so good that I'm just eating through the teeth pain just to get more of the of the sugar. Do you remember in Mall Rats when the bit was, oh, I'll cover these chocolate covered pretzels and shit and then give them to this guy or whatever? Yeah. What did he call it? Like he shook his hand after putting his hand in his butt. I don't know. Either way, either way, here's how much I like chocolate covered pretzels. I was looking at that scene knowing that they were infected with shit, and I still thought, damn, those look like good chocolate covered pretzels. Because they they were getting all melty too. Yeah. You were like, yeah, get melty with the shit. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think bottom line is we'd both fuck up a bag of chocolate covered pretzels. And I will fuck up some pretzels and ice cream. The flips. Oh yeah. Nestle flips. Oh my god, dude! You know what I got into for a while? Flip me just over, the, pour me out. You know what I mean? The honey wheat twist pretzels. Oh, I love those ones because you just eat a hundred of them, and they're yeah. so good. And there, there's like no calories. Dude, I went to a like five hour long movie event once, and it's just like a it's called the movie orgy, and it's just a big supercut of stuff. And or- so I, I packed orgy. <laughs> 
this mask is interfering with my nosh. Um, the uh, I I got a giant bag of those and I had the pretzels with me and I was like, all right, this movie's five hours long. I popped it edible. I was like, I will I will ration these honey twists so that I will be munching no. throughout the whole thing. Dude, no lie. By the time I was at like the 35 minute mark, they were gone. And then I just spent four and a half hours like, I'm so fucking hungry. Dude, I went to the movies on Monday and you know what you got to do is get someone to go to the movies with you that bakes. Oh, yeah. I had chocolate chip banana bread in the movies. It was That's life. It was a dream. That's how it's done. It's like Madonna said, it's like a dream to me. And it was. There you go. Like a prayer. And it did take me there. <laughs> there you go. When you when you when you bake me bread, take it to the film down on my knees. I'm gonna eat the bread. I also I was you know what else very early in that. Don't even get me started on the Ritz Five security, okay? Because I bought a ticket to American Fiction on Monday night, and if I buy a ticket that gets downloaded on my phone, I expect it to be scanned. Dude, every time that I buy a ticket that's scannable and they don't scan it at any movie theater, I'm like. Well, just why did you just let me in then? Yeah, like, I could have just come for free. I didn't then, have to pay for this. You, you could have gotten away with not scanning a ticket because there wouldn't even have been one to scan. Yeah. Ugh, I hate that shit. Or like when you but, go to Canada and they don't stamp your passport. Oh yeah. Well, now it's all digital. Well, then what the fuck are we doing, dude? When I went to Ireland a couple years ago, I was so excited to get another Ireland stamp on my passport, and then the guy just like ching bloop like just scanned it and they were like yep you're in and i was like i got this passport to collect stamps why are there so many pages yeah what's going on why here? are there so many fucking pages then it was crazy but luckily he did uh he asked me if i had bought anything and i told him a comic book and then we talked about comic books but anyway um one of the things that costco is famous for is their churros um when you go to costco they always have churros on a little yeah. rotating wheel and they're solid churros um, but apparently well, they are they are no more. There's not going to be churros anymore at Costco because they're replacing it with a giant 750 calorie chocolate chip cookie. And I gotta say, in a world where churros are scarce, we don't need fewer places selling churros. Well, if anything, we need more churros. But that said, this the quickest way to to dan the man's heart over here is through a chocolate chip cookie. And if it's big and it's the, the way that this one looks to be, I'm going to have to go to Costco, get me a cookie, my friend. Dan, what if I were to tell you that there's a place on this very planet Earth that we inhabit where you can get both a giant cookie and a giant churro? I mean, who do I got to fuck? Where is this place? And you can also get um, some non-tuna tuna fish salad. And some cardboard uh, chicken cutlets on 12-inch um, or 6-inch whole grain honey oat or Italian herb and cheese rolls. That's right, Subway. It's got to be good. It's got to be live. I'll see you later. <laughs> the subway they have, they so have both a foot-long cookie. Get me started on Subway. They have both a foot-long cookie and now a foot-long churro that you can get at Subway. I feel... Uh, I've seen the picture of the foot-long cookie. Yeah. And it does not appetize me. 
and not only because it's from Subway, a place that is disgusting. It's the it's the worst place to eat. It's no, the, that's not true. The, it's the worst place to Have eat. Have you been to a Golden Corral? No. <laughs> no. Or a Ponderosa Steakhouse? I love Ponderosa. You wipe that smirk off your face. <laughs> now, I went to a Ponderosa back in the day, but I don't really remember much about it. It was just a Yeah, buffet. well, because your eyes were uh, feasting upon the visuals of the salad bar and, the, and yeah. the unlimited ice cream. You know what I was thinking about the other day? You know what I used to always get? Did you have a Wendy's with a super bar? Yes, of course. Dude, that was that was king shit. You could make tacos. You could make mac and cheese. You could have a salad. <laughs> Who's doing that? You could eat yogurt. You could eat like three types of yogurt. They had garlic bread that was just old Wendy's buns with garlic yep. butter on them. Dude, that was like, that was life, man. Then Dave died. And then <laughs> Dave and died. took the salad bar with him. Who stole my chicken nuggets? Dave Thomas. Remember that commercial? Yeah. The kid ate the, and then they look over and Dave Thomas does like the, oh, oh I, I didn't Uh-oh. do anything. Oh, I guess I'll go die. Um, But these burgers will be square, goddammit. If you were to find a study that found that America's top pie choice for 2024, <laughs> what, what do you think you'd find in that study? Um, Our top pie? Top pie choice. I'm torn between two because I feel like apple pie is so classic that it's always around. But like, I feel like there's been a push to get like more key lime things in my face, especially in like Instagram baking circles. So I'm going to go key lime. Key lime is number four. Okay. So then it's either apple or pumpkin. You've hit the number one and two uh, in that order. Yes. It's uh, number five is sweet potato pie. Okay. I love it. Number four is key lime. Number three is pecan or pecan. Oh, that's like a Christmas staple. Number two is pumpkin and number one is apple. Now, I don't know how after 31 days we've decided that, you know what? Apple, the rest of the year, not even fucking around. All right. It's my favorite pie. I love it. I think it's a little bit early, you know? Fair, fair. But I feel like, uh, I mean, like anytime that there's an apple crisp option or even an apple fritter, that's where I'm going. I love, I love cinnamon apples. Mm, unbelievable. I will say this. When I refer to the pie, I say pecan pie. Me too, yeah. But when I refer to the nut, say pecan. in like the ice cream flavor, butter pecan, yeah, I say pecan. It's about the think, application. I don't think I've... It's like radiator and radiator. A radiator is the thing in your house that radiates heat. A radiator is the car part that does the same thing. No, radiator is the only correct pronunciation. Uh, hey, I'll take it because it is the Shake Shack. Do you have a Shake Shack? I don't think here? I've ever referred to pecans as pecans or pecans. They've only ever been attached to things. I don't really know much about that nut on its pecan. own. Pecan pie, butter pecan. I've never had one that wasn't hand me part those, of another thing. What are you saying? Hand, hand me those. See, now that I'm thinking about it, it's going to be unnatural because I want to say both. A big old bag of pecans. Nuts. I would just say nuts. <laughs> Big old bag of pecans. I guess if I was ordering, I'd be like, all right, um, so let me get half a pound of pistachios, a quarter pound of cashews because they're expensive. Can't have almonds because I'm allergic. Pecans I can have. Pecans. That's a different way. Nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna, that's my new way. I'm adopting it. Pecan. Not pecan, pecan not pecan, pecan. Remember, it's pecan, not pecant. Yes, that's true. 
Um, anyway, Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Do you have a Shake Shack near you? Um, not near me. But have you accessible. had Shake Shack? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, if I'm like out of town and I, and uh, like when I was in New Orleans, after all, like the good places were were uh, you know, shut like closed down or you know, like way too expensive. You can rely on Shake Shack for like, all right, I can spend fifteen bucks and get a meal. Well, Shake Shack is bringing both sweet and spicy. A combo that they've recently dubbed as Swicey. You know what? I'm okay. done. I'm done with the article. It's over. Wait, it's, Kore- I- it's Korean. Sw- Patrick Swicey. Patrick Swicey's uh, Korean style fried chicken. And that's it. It's just uh, gochujang. And then, you know what? I was really excited about this until I read Swicey and it took all the wind out of my sails. What's the, I mean, what's the product? Just say what the product is and then we can Korean style fried chicken sandwich topped with a white kimchi slaw made with Portland-based Choi's kimchi. The white meat chicken breast is coated in spicy and sweet gochujang glaze sprinkled with sesame seeds and topped with the kimchi slaw and a toasted potato bun. So even in the description, they say spicy and sweet. They don't even say spicy. No, spicy fucking sucks. Patrick spicy is dead. Where was this again? Uh, Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Okay, sorry. Um, okay, so I got some more food news. Yeah. Um, Taco Bell has partnered up with Uber Eats to create Cinnamon Twists cereal. You can get a box either through the Taco Bell Rewards program or the Uber Eats app. And so what this is here... Um, Where's the link? I think we might have talked about this. Well, either way, it, it actually looks delicious. Uh, it just looks like a cereal-fied version of the famous Taco Bell cinnamon twists, which I am only occasionally inclined to swap out for nachos because I do like the cinnamon twists. The cinnamon twists are the worst thing on the menu. I'm sorry. Hot take. Hot take. But cinnamon twists are the fucking are terrible. I'll put it this way. I like the cinnamon twist, but I am absolutely not going to fight you on that because they're good by the standards of Taco Bell. Bring back the apple empanada, which is essentially high. Yo, yep. Bring back the fucking apple empanada before I die, please. Dude, remember before before McDonald's like shat the bed, the hot apple pie in the fucking sleeve. Oh, there was nothing better. Yeah, dip it in the fucking mm, unbelievable. Uh, I I always tried to, when I worked across the street from McDonald's. When I was at Pet Boys, I always tried to get them to make an apple pie McFlurry. I feel like that would have really fucked. That would have really fucked. Yeah. Oh God. I feel like I feel like they were like, the apple pie might break our already porcelain fucking ice cream machine that yeah. never works. So anyway. <laughs> so I actually I read a thing about why that is that they're usually down. Because they're and not it's cleaned. Be- well, because the the standards by which a the the machine should be cleaned and needs to be cleaned is something that takes a lot of time and multiple people. But the way that McDonald's restaurants are staffed, they typically staff at the bare minimum to handle max load for whatever the the period of time is. Yeah. So there's simply nobody there long enough and with enough free time to run the cleaning thing. So the cleaning process is something that takes long takes long on its own, but because of the way they do it, they just do it piecemeal over a couple of days because it's the only way it'll get done. But you have to do it after, you know, one day of the machine. So like the day like every for every day that the uh that the machine is working there's then a week or two where they're just slowly going through the cleaning process 
That's wild, man. And so you just got to catch it on one of those days. Now, granted, some McDonald's are better than others, but like for the most part, you could expect that they're running on, you know, one yeah. above skeleton crew. That's just how every everybody is. Especially like because when I want an ice cream is probably not when a lot of people are working there. We're talking yeah. between the hours of 10 and 4. Yeah. Although I feel like maybe maybe there's there's Maybe there's like a higher chance you you would get an operational uh, ice cream machine, shake machine, uh, if you went during those hours, simply because that's when it's down and people might be working through extraneous tasks. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving these McDonald's employees too much credit. They're just kids hanging just out. Just to like go to 7-Eleven get Ben and Jerry's. They've got two yeah. new flavors. It's know? the way to go. But hey, speaking of McDonald's, did you know that they're bringing back a favorite after four years? The- that's right. McRap or whatever it is. McDonald's is bringing back a fan favorite and competitor to the popular Big Mac burger. What's a good what what do you think is a popular sandwich at McDonald's that's a competitor for the Big Mac? A double Big Mac. That is actually 100% correct. The double Big Mac, <laughs> which is four patties instead of two, is returning to the menu for a limited time nationwide. We could do it quick, fast, and safe, but it doesn't necessarily taste great, so we want to incorporate quality into where we're at. Wait a minute. What's not safe about four fucking patties? <laughs> Wait. Is this real? Yes. Because this is what the, the representative, the Global Menu Strategy Senior Director says, quote, we can do it quick, fast, and safe, but it doesn't necessarily taste great. So we want to incorporate quality into where we're at. I cannot believe that that is an actual public facing. I don't know what that sentence means, but he said it doesn't necessarily taste great. I feel like everybody from top to bottom brass of McDonald's is instructed on all public appearances to just be like, and it's delicious. He's probably dead now. Yeah, that's true. They killed him. The double well, big the Mac reason was... the reason that I knew that this was real is because I went to McDonald's yesterday. Uh, did you get one? No, I got just a McDouble because I was really craving a burger and I was able to fit it into my caloric intake in a way where it wasn't hurting. Good work, man. That's the move is better choices. Yeah. You could have done the Big Mac, I, but you got what you needed. I just went in. I got one fucking little hamburger and I was like, this is going to be enough for me. And then, but, but as, and I'll tell you what, seeing the big poster that says, Hey, we have a double fucking Whopper now really helped me to not overindulge because I didn't want to be that person. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But still, I'm proud of you. That's a very good choice. Thanks. I have failed to make that choice plenty of times because there's a piece of me that would see the Big Mac, the double Big Mac and go, man, like that is just, that is just America right there. And it's the America you don't want to be. But then the other piece of me would be like, well, I do like the Big Mac. That's probably twice as good. And I would probably order it. I, I In my mind, I was like, I'm going to feel like so much shit if I even put, get that and put it in my car. I wish that they doubled the bun in the middle, too. Because <laughs> this is technically not a full double or like, Big Mac. Or bun, burger, bun, burger, bun, burger, bun, yeah. burger, bun. And then you Scooby-Doo it down. Yeah. Um, so the double Big Mac was first on the menu in 2020 before the pandemic. Once COVID-19 took over, it changed the food industry, leaving the conglomerate to what cut the its fuck are you talking about? And certain menu items in the U.S. In a number You're of just putting two world. more burgers on it. Wait, this is a great this is a great statement from the same or from the CEO. 
in the U.S., in a number of markets around the world, having a larger burger is an opportunity. <laughs> this dude just figured out that if you have a bigger burger, people like it. What the fuck? It's, it was literally called the Big Mac. You can't... It appealed to the bigger <laughs> burger, and they're just figuring out that people like big things. I don't understand the part where they're like, well, during COVID-19, we had to we had to cut a lot of menu items. But yeah. like this menu item is something you can get just by adding extra patties on the fucking app. Well, I think that's the thing is like what he said earlier was like, we have everything to make this. We don't have to innovate here. We're just stacking patties. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> We're just stacking patties, baby. Stacking patties. That's a ska band. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is this is an interesting development here, too. Customers can expect softer buns. And each restaurant mm. will will quote adjust its grill settings for a better sear oh. and and to improve how the cheese melts. I, I think we're going to be able to deliver a great tasting large burger at a superior value to what customers can get anywhere else. I can't believe they adjusted the the fucking burners. Yeah, it's so standardized that it's an announcement to adjust the burner. The people who work there can't actually turn them up or down. I don't think they just can press a button. It's it's plug and play. What a time you to know, be alive. At the same time, I got to say, uh, you know, say what you will about McDonald's. They do give a lot of people jobs who really need them. I'll say what I will about McDonald's. Their burgers are fucking delicious. I don't want to so eat more of them at once, but they're goddamn good. Dude, they're the something about the 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 little diced onions that they have. And it's the, the mix of ketchup and mustard. It just it hits right on oh, pickles. It's, yeah. I don't eat a burger without pickles on it now. And that's McDonald's fault. Yeah, even my buddy Joe, who, like, he always get he whenever we would get you know into our cups or whatever and get McDonald's, he would always be like, "Get me no pickles on it." And then one time they fucked up his order, and he didn't realize it, and he ate it with a pickle on it, and he was like, "This is goddamn delicious." I've been missing nice. That. I've been missing. That's that. the way it happens. Um. All right. Well, that's uh, we we'll have to cut food news short. Do your plugs. Man, um, wait, I think I might have one more food news. Oh, wait, I have one more too. Minutes. Quick, rapid fire, go. Okay. Um, Mine's also McDonald's. Let me go, actually. Oh, you know, go for it. I, I, I don't have one. I thought I did. Um, Remember when you said that, uh, well, remember when McDonald's, like, we're never, the McRib is never coming back. Yeah. And you final said. McRib. It's like Eric Clapton going I don't final believe tour. you. Yeah. Uh, McRib returns to McDonald's Canada for first time in ten years, starting January thirtieth, twenty twenty. So they took it up to Canada. They took it. They took all of the leftover McRibs <laughs> that the U.S. will no longer be using, and moved them with a freight train up to Canada. I mean, you know what? It, it's it's a it's a food item that I actually defy to go bad. So if yeah. they got some old stuff hanging around, that is fine by me. I can't believe that they've been without it for ten years. I mean, when was the last time we had it? What's what's the typical gap? I always thought it was like a yearly thing. It's like a yearly thing here, yeah. It'll be back. It will be back. Yeah, it'll be back. Once Canada back. gets once Canada gets their cut, yeah, it'll be coming their, right back down. Rubby bits on it. We'll be right back. <laughs> I wonder if it, I legit and I, I actually say this as someone who in my real life works in supply chain. I legit wonder. If there is some tariff on the import export of specifically pork pigs or anything like that, or if there's some sort of supply chain issue that is only allowing 
or is like prejudicing pork going towards Canada as opposed to towards America, that that's why that's happening. Like you're it's being, so weird, but like the, those things exist. You're being too generous. With Dude, thinking, I mean the mighty wing, the mighty wing. Thinking, existed when I was thinking had, that the McRib might chicken. be me. Yeah, but fair, <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, all right, do your plugs. They do print ribs into it to prove yeah. that it's ribs. So it's it's tough. But um, you can read everything that I write at scullyvision.com. Uh, you can check out our other show at Movie Movie Cast for I Like to Movie Movie. And this is available on Hot Property Pod on all of the things. Follow my dog at BB underscore the Corgi on Instagram. And that's been Hot Property. And as always... It's, it's got, got to, be, to good. be good and it's, and it's got, got to be, got be live. To be live. It's got to be really good. <laughs> <laughs>